You're now listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast, broadcasting from sunny Orange County, California. Filmmaker, journalist, and film historian, Paul Booth. talking with Mr. Sandy Gow and talking about alumni. So is there any greater feeling for you than being an alumni that gets to make a feature after a short? Um, I, I think that's one of the most rewarding things, just them getting the recognition, but also the opportunities. Um, yeah, because that's pretty much what festivals are about, is to, is to help filmmakers further their careers, whether it's with their immediate film or future projects. You know, uh, a lot of it is also making connections with other people, whether they be producers, distributors, sales agents, uh, that, and, and sometimes just other filmmakers. I've had filmmakers here who were here with their shorts, met, talked, realized that they had a lot in common, and ended up making a film together. <laughs> Which is, yeah, again, it's really rewarding because you're helping foster creativity, you're helping foster opportunities, and, uh, and who knows what comes out of all of that, because some of it is so far flung around the world, you never know. Um, another one can be uh, where somebody gets their film into Vancouver, and that helps to foster them getting uh, funding from either private sources or government sources for their next films. Or in one case, it helped to get uh, essentially an amateur director uh, into film school. Uh, okay. Where, yeah, we had uh, a film that was uh, made by a professional director, but in conjunction with some amateur uh, actors and, and associate directors in Vietnam. And he was Australian, but he made it in Vietnam. And uh, several of the people who helped him make the film ended up getting into film school in Australia based on the fact that the film was in Vancouver. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it, it, sometimes it's amazing where, those, where little things get connected uh, and you can't foresee them all. You can't, to be on a manager, uh, uh, manipulate them all, but you just try to present the opportunities and hopefully those things will come to fruition. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear because you think when... Uh, here with uh, Sandy, he had mentioned that there's over 600 films that come in. He saw just over 400. And we have, uh, I was told by Jennifer, uh, and let me know uh, if, if I'm wrong, that there's uh, eight show program shorts? Uh, there's four in my, there's four international short programs of, that I programmed. There's one more that comes pre-programmed, that's the real use, which are actual made by high school student films. Um, Real Use is an organization out of Vancouver that does a worldwide competition for, for high school student films. So they present us with this package of kind of a best of. Okay. Then there's five Canadian programs. So 10 in total, really 10 programs. Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, we, again, like I said, we will be reviewing here on Talking Pictures, Teen Trouble. Um, I will be going over those screeners. Each of those will be reviewed in a separate episode. 
tomorrow, Wednesday, today it's Tuesday, um, October 4th. And we're uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, we're going to have a couple of the directors. That's going to be sometime between 8.30 and 10 a.m. Pacific time. So you guys will want to come back. Um, again, this is a really fantastic thing for our show because since we have listeners in London and Germany and uh, 35 countries, and I see the listens pop up on 20 to 25 states, uh, we're very happy to be here live from the Vancouver International Film Festival and to just be sitting over here over the beautiful Rob, corner of Robson and Burrard. And it's just cloudy enough to where we're not getting rained on, so it's cool. We're, we don't got to worry about four layers. And, uh, you know, as a show, we, uh, you guys know we're always very appreciative of each guest. And uh, what I wanted to know was, uh, Sandy, was there any – he had just described us alumni coming back with a festival or alumni making a feature. Is there any – time where uh, you've had like, and you don't have to name the films, or maybe you can even apply to last year, where you really had to sit down, because I always wondered this about programs, where you really had to sit down and there was like four or five films that deserve the spot. And again, you don't have to mention the films. Maybe I'm just asking about the process. Four or five films, but there's only one spot and they're all tied. Um, happens all the time. Uh, this year was probably one of the worst. I had about a dozen films that ended up making my cut that we couldn't find a, a place for, which is really, it's sad as a programmer because you know they're really good films and you really wish you could play them, but there's only so much time that I have in, for a program and that the audience, we can make them sit through and a Q&A after with the directors so we're limited and yeah it's it's frustrating but yes there's a lot of that and there's a lot of hard decisions sometimes where you're coming down uh, and, and it depends on sort of how themes go together what works together you can have films of a similar subject or treatment uh, and really in a program you only want one of those so you often have to choose between those two. Right. Um, at the end, I'll often end up re-watching probably half a, oh, a dozen to 20 films, two, three times even sometimes, to really make those final decisions. Some things are so close. I mean, it's really very difficult at times because you love a lot of the really good stuff equally in many ways. And it's just a matter of what works with other things. Uh, yes, because this morning, I just want to make sure I have the country right. Um, I saw a film from Finland called I Love Anna. It was yes. a great little 11-minute short. Um, please, if I get it wrong, I don't. I have it. Uh, www. BIFF.org is the website. Yes, it is. You guys can go there, and some websites search by film, some search by program, some search by day. They have a really nice website, uh, as you know, here at Talking Pictures. We've had the good fortune of doing this for two years and covering many festivals, and sometimes websites are just impossible to navigate. You end up having to email the press office to, like, ask if it's 6.30 or 7.30, and it's just really uh, can make press not like you sometimes. Um, so, 
again, uh, so I love Anna. Maybe we'll, if that's something that uh, Sandy's willing to say a few words about, uh, out of my excitement, and this is the last time I'm going to say it, we are so thankful to be broadcasting live from Vancouver. I consider this my second home, and we send our thanks to the PR team, whoever made the decision to let us be here, and Lena and Jenny Bloom, who's been helpful, and Jennifer. Um, everyone has made it very pleasant and easy and smooth uh, for talking pictures to come up here. So um, I love Anna. We'll get uh, Sandy's words on it, whatever he'd like to say. It's, uh, it's jazz time. Um, well, you were talking about alumni. Uh, the director of I Love Anna, who you're going to be talking to tomorrow, uh, Jonas Rutenman, uh, is one of my alumni. Uh, we played his a previous short he made three years ago, um, which was called On Your Lips. Um, he is a terrific director, uh, has an incredible sensibility for team uh, identification and what teens are going through, especially in sexual discovery, and this is a, a little film about basically a very first sexual exploration of uh, teen boy and girl, and it's so beautifully handled. It is just absolutely wonderful. It's part of, uh, as uh, you know, it's part of the Teen Trouble program, uh, which we uh, do one screening for an almost exclusively high school student audience and it allows the filmmakers to be able to interact directly with their audience, their core audience, which they seldom get to do. There are, there are almost no adults in attendance, which is uh, allows the students to be much more open with their comments and, uh, and it's great for them because the program is based on teen stories from the teen voice. And that's one of my big criteria. It has to be from their voice so they really relate to those stories. And uh, we've had tremendous success with this program in the past. Uh, I've been very fortunate to get some really great teen films in again this year. Uh, again, like I say, I have no idea in advance what the programs are gonna be. So last year we didn't have a teen program. This year we do again. I'm very happy of that. and. Uh, yeah, tomorrow morning, hopefully, we're going to have a great screening. Um, yes, and so you guys know, that's... Uh, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, Wednesday the 8th, and it did show on Sunday, so that'll show you what a great program it was, like as Sandy was saying, to have multiple uh, things, and there was some films that you'll just have to do some research. Actually, you'll just have to make time to come out to the festival. There's sometimes I don't tell the audience because I say, you know what? get down here and watch some good films. But I would like to say, uh, just to take a moment here uh, about I Love Anna, this isn't my review, but um, I like what you said, his handling, and I really look forward uh, for, for the audience. We're also going to have, I'm told, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, um, Emma Sams. Uh, we're going to have those two directors tomorrow. We'll be uh, interviewing them. But I Love Anna was so great because it's kind of funny because someone who listens to this sometimes was what happened to me and I love Anna. And so it was kind of funny because I was thinking, how am I really going to review this one? Cause it wouldn't be fair to go in the shorts block and give my rundown and then come across a film where a supporter of the show was this situation. And how I, I'm basically telling the world, uh, I'm telling multiple countries about 
this girl and I. And so, <laughs> so it was a real kind of like, oh, well, this is going to be a fun one to think about. Um, luckily, we don't talk that often. So, and it, it would, and no one would ever know who she is. But I thought that was very comical to me. That's the best part of film when you can watch something and, and heavily relate to it or sometimes it, it reverses. There's films like, uh, I can't watch the, that film Magnolia where Jason Robards dies of cancer because my grandmother died of cancer and I watched her wither away. So, um, but please never, uh, you know, like the way Sandy has mentioned, he doesn't like to know stuff before he watches it. Uh, please, you know, these synopsis, all due respect to who writes them, they're just to give you an idea. So, so never look at them and think that's too hard for me. I mean, obviously, if your dad died last night, you don't want to watch a funeral movie tomorrow. But, you know, you got to give it a chance because, you know, sometimes art has to be ugly. And there's, I think sometimes there's a lot of beauty in the ugly. Um, so I love Anna and I started Law of Moments, which looks good. We're going to be taking a look at and uh, looking over seven or eight films that we'll have back here for you um, for talking pictures. I guess... What I wanted to also, what I wanted to ask about Sandy was, is there any kind of? I know this is what some festivals do. They have a short where you had mentioned that you've seen an alumni go off and come back. Is there anything that Vancouver's presenting this year? And of course, of course, if it's secret, don't say anything. To where like a a short film win some. It used to be film or tape. Now it's. What, whatever goes uh, for their camera. All, all digital now. Yeah, like win, wins a box of chips to make a film or wins like a, is there anything uh, like a, an award, just an award for shorts? Uh, there are awards here for Canadian shorts. Uh, we unfortunately don't have a sponsor for an award for international shorts yet. We've been working on that and hopefully maybe next year in with uh, one of our sponsors like Lexus, we will be able to do that. I think that would be fabulous. Um, so yes, uh, but it, it's it's an expensive proposition in many ways because if you're going to do a formal competition, which you need to do if you're going to do the a, a prize, uh, especially a monetary prize, then you have to bring in an X number of directors for each of those competition films, uh, put them up, bring in a jury, put them up, right? Uh, award the cash award itself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we could be talking thirty, forty thousand dollars in monetary or $50,000 on monetary expenses to sponsor something like that. That's right. not, it's not cheap. And they, you know, especially these days with the cost of airfare and everything else can be exorbitant, you know? Um, yeah, but yeah, we'd love to do it and we're working on it. Uh, but yes, we have uh, some great, um, Canadian Shorts Awards this year. Uh, uh, the new, we have a new sponsor, Telus, here, uh, which is a big telecommunications company uh, in Canada. And uh, they've come on board with some great money for us, which we are extremely appreciative of. And one of the areas that they're sponsoring is the Canadian Shorts Award. That sounds excellent. Uh, one thing I want to do here is just show maintenance. Uh, talking pictures. As you know, our last couple of guests have received video on demand and iTunes deals in Canada. So I'm only mentioning this because it includes Canada. Uh, there's our new world somewhere with our friend Lee Lu and Quincy Rose's uh, friends, effing friends, effing friends. And yes, that is the polite way of spelling effing. We all know what you're talking about. Uh, so it isn't for kids and it's not a porn. 
um, two great films that are available on Canadian um, iTunes and some video on demand outlets. I know Rogers. So I'm only throwing that out there because, uh, and this is in no way bragging, the first big interview I ever landed was Norman Jewison. I was at the Turner Classic Movies Film Festival. We had this great talk about uh, Canadians and Americans working together, and um, I had loved it because he made it in the heat of the night. I loved that he had Sidney Poitier hit a white man. <laughs> Anyways, we won't get into that, but uh, the long story short was that we, uh, he had told me that he really appreciated how I still worked with crew from Canada when I made a film, and so we wanted to show uh, that the way Vancouver International Film Festival has been kind enough let us come up here, that our goal is to co collaborate. So for the Canadian films, I'm talking to one of the other programmers to, to where this show is just going to feature Canadian films that I know if they're playing VIF, uh, Vancouver National, we will get them in the U.S. So again, you've, we, you've seen us talk about films and they play in four or five different cities. So we want to make sure that you guys know that. Um, of the programs, this in no way says that it's your favorite, or in no way says that this is what you put your name behind. But if you, if you had to, if you were the uh, festival goer, which one would you go see? You know nothing that you know now. You're just looking at the book, the magazine, or the program. Um, I'm gonna say I hate to recommend things because I uh, don't know your taste. I don't know what you like or don't like. I can tell you that in each program, there are things that some people will like. There are some people that they may not be as attracted to. The programs are very diverse, but all the shorts are very strong with powerful stories. Uh, and there's also an entertainment component to all of them, which I believe in. So that doesn't mean funny, ha-ha, entertaining. It just means that they are going to make you think, they're going to make you feel something, they're going to make you, uh, they're going to give you some, something that's a little bit deeper than a sitcom. Uh, but, but they will also keep you captivated, take you on a wonderful ride, and transport you to, into another little existence, uh, even if it's only for 8 to 15 minutes. And that is a pretty wonderful thing. Oh, yeah, you know, I really, really like that answer, Sandy, because I I love when someone will just, uh, sometimes I interview people and I can catch that they're giving a canned answer or what they think audiences want to hear. So to say that you don't have anything to recommend, I love that because that's just you being real. And that's what we, that's what the intention of this show is. Um, I guess I, what I would wrap it up with is, and again, for those of you that flip around or sometimes catch it late, uh, Mr. Sandy Gal's done this uh, for 28 years with VIF. Um, and this is the 35th year of the Vancouver International. Um, unfortunately, talking pictures, we were, we were prepping, covering, wrapping four festivals in a row. So I always feel bad when I ask what year it is because it makes us sound so unprepared but it's because I'm juggling different numbers. So uh, again, we want to thank Mr. Sandy Gal for being here. We're going to, we're going to open the floor to him for about a minute or two for any last words. And I just want to thank, thank you guys for joining us for this wonderful uh, live from Vancouver, first international broadcast, first live broadcast 
for talking pictures, and I'm just glad I've been able to maintain my excitement. So any closing words you have, the mic is yours. Uh, I guess you, know, you were talking about um, films that are seen at multiple festivals. Uh, we can say that uh, for the listeners down in Los Angeles, you'll probably have an opportunity to see some of the films here at Vancouver coming up at, to the Palm Springs Film Festival in January. We have programmers from there here scouting films and they will be, uh, they're doing their best to secure them. So we will def so you'll definitely be able to see some of the things that are here, uh, especially the world premieres and that that'll be uh, shortly appearing there in a few months. Oh, okay. uh, that's about it. I do hope that the local listeners or anyone in, around British Columbia or in Seattle uh, area is, uh, who's interested in short films and uh, films in general uh, is we're now going to make a little trip up to Vancouver or down to the festival here. Uh, certainly, I know uh, many of us in Vancouver go down to the Seattle International Film Festival there in May and early June. And uh, so it's, you know, it, it's definitely... Uh, a whole different world because you're in amongst all these people who really love film and love to talk about film, love to experience film, and you're still getting it in a theatrical setting, which is certainly a lot better than watching movies on your phone. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. We could do a whole debate on that. Uh, a very wonderful Oscar-nominated cinematographer once, told, once said at a seminar, he said, we're, you know, when we line up a shot, we're not lining it up for an iPhone. So I don't understand how to how to where I, where to put my rule of rule of thirds when it's two inches. But yes, please. Uh, Talking Pictures co covered the Sandy or the Seattle International Film Festival. We had our uh, Seattle reporter there, and that and we got great stuff from there. Uh, so I agree with what he says. If you're Seattle, British Columbia, um, I even knew a few people that had they had more notice they were going to fly in because they I was telling them about how great it is. Again, this is a wonderful town. Um, we thank you for listening. Uh, again, www.viff.org, celebrating the 35th year. And I know this will be around for a long time. Thank you for joining us here at Talking Pictures. And aloha. Oh, and like I always say, no matter what you're going to do, make sure and watch a good movie tonight. Thank you for listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast. Real conversation and movie-induced inspiration. <laughs>